Hi, everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yetz Epstein. I'm a narcissistic abuse life coach. Today, I want to talk about the combination of both the borderline and narcissist. So one of the questions I get oftentimes is, is it possible for a borderline personality disordered person to have also narcissistic traits and perhaps even have a narcissistic personality? And the answer to that question is yes. So what happens is that there's a, there's a continuum of of how wounded and how uh, heartless, or I should say, destroyed an individual can be based on their childhood wounds. A borderline is on the one end where you have extreme wounding, but there's still a sense of vulnerability and a desire to be emotionally attuned to. Um, you'll see extreme di- emotional dysregulation, lack of uh, per- lack of real boundaries or any sense of of ability to uh, to say to, to, to set a boundary, but there will be a lot of openness, and uh, sometimes you'll have a clingy individual who has borderline. Um, ultimately, it comes down to the fear of abandonment with the borderline personality individual. With the BPD, they will oftentimes be very possessive of their victims, and in an attempt to not get abandoned again, they might become very, very clingy, and then when the individual who is being clinged to uh, wants space or wants to leave, then they will enter into a certain shell of a narcissistic uh, personality disorder where uh, they will become cold and heartless and ultimately uh, accuse this person of, you name it, of being a a perpetrator. Maybe they might claim that they've been sexually abused or physically or emotionally abused by them. And this is where you see them flip into a tirade of accusations claiming that the person who is going to leave is in fact abusive. This is essentially where you have the, the, the combination of the the borderline internal state, the emotions are very are still felt, um, but a, they are extremely dysregulated with an incredible uh, sense of fear of abandonment. With narcissist, uh, the the there is a lack of feeling. There is really just a total disconnect. They've cut out their heart completely. Uh, there is no emotions really. There are no there are no real emotions. There are uh, fake emotions, and there are uh, more more sporadic and impulsive. Uh, emotional uh, state with uh, the desire to essentially extract supply. So on the one end you have the borderline, and then next you have narcissist, and then later on down the line you have the sociopath and psychopath. So with the borderline, there still is a sense of uh, a sense of the true self existing. There are still are emotions, like we mentioned, that are trying to be regulated and um, and attuned to. The narcissist is next down the uh, the um, continuum. Uh, in, in this way, they, they are more wounded and much more uh, destroyed. Their sense of self may be completely disconnected from who they are. Uh, and then comes the psychopath and the sociopath. And, and those are more perpetrating where they actually are exploiting others to hurt, manipulate, and destroy uh, it just simply for the, for this, for the fact that it is, uh, that is what they, they just do not care anymore. They're, and they see others as uh, they see that as the only option uh, in, in, their, in their life. So not to say that borderlines and narcissistic abusers um, aren't cruel or heartless, but their motivations are very different. Uh, with the borderline, the motivation is not to be abandoned with the narcissist. It's to extract supply, to, to, uh, to protect the false sense of self. They're both coming from a, a fear of abandonment, uh, but with the borderline, there's still a sense of uh, hope that somebody's going to come along and make it okay. There's still a sense of empathy, uh, albeit it's fading. Um, and oftentimes you'll see a narcissist who was at one point a borderline, 
um, but they have give, kind of given up on that fight. They've quit that that battle and given up and ultimately disconnected from their feelings because they were not getting attuned to. They have given up the fight of trying to get their emotions regulated and met and needs met. With the borderline, if you leave them, if you try to leave them, uh, you will be um, – they will feel that their abandonment is occurring. So they will actually have their wounds of childhood reopened. They'll have them triggered uh, and therefore um, – and therefore, um, they will uh, cling to you and try to hold on to you. Um, when with the with a narcissist, they will um, if you try to leave, they will immediately try to destroy you. So you with a borderline narcissist, you know the one who has uh, the insides, the internal state borderline, and when you and then and then the narcissistic shell. Um, th in this case, when you leave them, they may cling to you, and, but when they realize that you're gone, they will turn you into an enemy. They will turn you in and absolutely try to take you out. So this is where you see that 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 when you get close to them, they're very emotionally needy. They're very um, they want your attention. They want all you because they want to make sure that you're not going to leave. They want constant reassurance. Uh, but second, they 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 it's even implied that you're leaving, or even if you do if you do decide to leave, they will flip into this narcissistic rage and, and ultimately narcissistic narcissistically abuse. I, I refer to these types of individuals as some of the most dangerous because of their ability to deceive. Uh, they may look charming and vulnerable in the beginning, and they might even continue to act that way for a very long time, but it's very deceptive because they don't actually care and have empathy for their victims. They are, um, they are uh, in many ways, just using them uh, to not feel this uh, sense of loneliness or sense of abandonment. Uh, they could act very loving and they can act very uh, caring and ultimately um, tap into their victim, their victims or you know their partners, I should say, emotions and really want to attune and, and, and be there for them. But it is not coming from a place of connection. It's coming from a place of fear of abandonment, which um, ultimately is, is, can be very, very difficult to deal with as, uh, as if you're in a relationship with one of these individuals. They will, um, they will, at times, they, I mean, when you get close to them, they, they will feel safe. So they don't need to be intimate. They don't need to be close. They don't need to do any loving things. They just want to make sure that you stay, that you are in the relationship. That is enough safety for them as long as they have somebody who cares about them, uh, which is why if you're in a relationship with them, they might just totally not act like you're not even there. Um, at the beginning of the relationship, they're all compassionate, caring, loving. And then when you get close and ultimately commit, they will just have no interest, almost like you know, you're just a nuisance. Uh, because ultimately the reason you're there is because the reason they recruited you or their victims is because they want to not feel this abandonment. And so when you're close, that need is met. They are not being abandoned. So therefore, why would they and then go ahead and entertain you or fulfill your needs because it's not about you. It's about them. So in that way, it's very narcissistic in their self-centeredness and desire to use their victims to feel less alone and ultimately not feel abandoned. They will trap victims in this relationship, making it impossible to leave because if they leave, then ultimately they will become scapegoated and, and hated on uh, and, and abused. Um, if they stay, they will be, uh, again, used to regulate their emotions uh, and, and, and their fear of abandonment. So it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, and, and they trap their victims in this, in this impossible psychological prison where they can't leave or can't stay. And ultimately they drown their victims oftentimes emotionally of all their resources, time and their energy and focus. Um, again, to reiterate just how dangerous these individuals could be, uh, what I find some of the most dangerous types of, types of people because of their, the, the deception and their 
ability to hide their true intentions. That being said, there is a um, there is a um, you know it, it really is a continuum. So we, you might have a borderline narcissist who at times will act incredibly cruel and perhaps you can call it sociopathic. And I don't like name I don't like labels very much because I find that labels don't really they don't really apply and uh, really um, I should say they don't really uh, accurately depict the different childhood wounds that are at play here when it comes down to it there are childhood wounds that are being experienced and um, it just depends on how the child reacts to that uh, childhood wound and how they're trying to defend their wounds which will then go ahead and translate into what personality disorder there is so it, again it is a continuum so it's about how deeply the person is disconnected from their true sense of self and how wounded they are based on their emotional psychological wounds that being said there is certainly uh, there's certainly it's certainly possible to at times even have all four of these uh, psychopathic and, and uh, sociopathic as well as borderline and narcissistic traits um, it all stems back to the wound the wound usually is the abandonment wound so again it's just how deeply uh, wounded this individual is how bored how how much the fear of abandonment has taken over this individual's life and how they choose to cope with it and deal with it is then how they'll treat their victims and um, ultimately abuse and mistreat them so i hope this game gave some clarity on the different personality disorders and how they all correlate to each other and how in many ways they are just related and on a continuum based on how deeply wounded and how the defenses are expressed uh with the um with the um, with the uh, suffering individual uh, and, and, and how they how they essentially have learned to cope with their abusive pasts and their childhood wounds. Uh, so please do feel free to like and share this podcast. Um, I would love to help you with your childhood wounds if you're struggling to heal from being in a relationship with a borderline, a narcissist, sociopath, psychopath, anyone who's been extraordinarily emotionally manipulative and abusive. Um, they're obviously wounded and have chosen. Uh, to take the root of abuser. Uh, so the difference between somebody who is childhood wounded and heals is that they're making a choice. Choice is the difference. We all have free choice. The personality disordered individual, while they are victimized, will always have free choice to continue to abuse and mistreat and exploit others or heal. So if you are looking to heal, please do reach out. I'd love to help you along your healing journey. Uh, we use a mind map therapy that is designed to help identify wounds of childhood to help you regulate your emotions and heal your whole in the soul, your wounds of the psyche, the wounds that are left because of the attachments to mom and dad that did not go in a healthy way, leaving a gaping hole in your soul and a void within that is oftentimes leading to addiction or destructive behavior. So I want to help you uh, recover. And if you've been in a relationship with a borderline or a narcissist or a borderline narcissist, you're probably aware that it was a living hell and there is certainly damage that's done that needs to be worked through and healed. And I'd love to help you along that journey using this mind map system. So please do reach out if you need coaching. The number to the email to reach me is yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at psychologicalhealingcenter.com by phone 252-696-4852. And until next time, thank you so much for listening. All the best.